Welcome to the Teamwork Arts Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the idea here, of course, uh, is uh, to go behind the scenes and uh, try and figure out the thoughts that animate the actions of the people who make the art. And uh, today, we have uh, artists par excellence. I thought I'd introduce you with a little bit of French, Oni. Oni the boss, he's, of course, uh, uh, he started uh, with uh, something called uh, Artists Unlimited. <laughs> which uh, at one point of time was more than a hundred strong if memory serves. Yeah, we had our own audience. (laughs) There was no dearth of audience at any point of time. And uh, then of course Advaita happened and then Shadow and Light happened. It's been a long and industrious journey, hasn't it, Adi? Well, thank you first of all for having me here. Uh, Yeah, it has been quite exciting, I would say. And I've, uh, through the years, I think I've covered all the different genres that I would have always loved to associate with anyway. So, but I think you missed one, Friday the 13th. That was actually the first way back. Yes. Just about when I was in college. Of course. And so Abhishek from Agvetha and I, we were part of that unit. And that was very like sort of prog rock, uh, college days, usual. (laughs) Sheku and and there was Ashwin Andrews. Ashwin Andrews, Don Bhatt. And and Don, Don. So yeah, when I look back, it's like, and everybody from that group is still continuing with music, which is a great thing. And uh, you know, you don't see that long uh, sort of uh, a lifespan for most independent musicians usually, and especially from back then. A lot of people have had to give up for various reasons, but I'm really happy that everybody stuck around and you know doing their own stuff. And uh, what wonderful stuff! I mean, Dawn has Dawn Hut and Passenger yeah, Revelator. Yeah, you are of course carrying on with Shadow and Light, and of course something that yeah. I should definitely mention that you're one of the finest producers right now, the Thank go-to so guy much. for anyone who wants to produce independent Thanks. music or jingles <laughs> or anything that needs nice refined sound, which is which is phenomenal. Thanks. Uh, but. Um, uh, when it started, did you was it always in your mind that music is your career? Well, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't sure what was the right thing to do within music. I really wanted to do music uh, primarily, but I think there was something in my head which was saying there's an engineering side to it, but not necessarily as a sound engineer. For me, I was thinking of programming and softwares and things like that. But I remember doing a C++ course while I was in college, and I did that for a week, and I said, I don't want to do maths anymore. I very much school say I can't come back to that. For sure. And uh, but then I think my first experience of recording an original to self comps back then, you know, to qualify for festivals OCs. like OCs <laughs> and uh, Great Indian Rock, you know, was at its prime back then. So for 2003. Sure is when I recorded my first uh, original as part of Friday the 13th. And that's where it hit me uh, in the studio then, uh, that you know there's so much more behind the scenes and uh, you don't really need a very large studio, you can do it in a small space. And that was back then owned by AJ, which is now Quaternote Studios, which Gaurav is running. Absolutely. So you know, uh, it, it just kind of fell into place and I thought a lot about it and I started setting up a little space for myself, which would do demos for our own bands. Wow, okay. And I would definitely say the trust of those bandmates also helped me kind of push sure. forward a little bit more. For sure, for sure. Um, and so yeah, the AU demos happened, the Advaita demos, then we decided, okay, why not record final versions? Uh, so we started releasing some singles there and then of course we had the opportunity to record at Yashraj But the mixing happened at my space in at plug-and-play studios Of course, uh, That really changed a lot of things because you know then the perception changed that oh a home recording studio can actually then modify and become a, a proper space And when you started Oni, it was it was just such a wonderful time as you said AJ of course Arjun Sen uh, ace guitar player uh, He should 
definitely be heard yeah. more is what I uh, what I truly truly believe. Right. I mean, uh, he had a band HFT, yeah. um, which was phenomenal with Lou on the bass. Correct. Uh, and uh, at that point of time, he was mixing and mastering most of the GIR uh, compilations, yes, yes, yes. and he was also supporting a lot of bands actually at that point of time. And um, and of course, uh, band members would have no qualms in coming in, uh, you know, helping out someone else, etc. Uh, that vibrancy of of the band scene seems to be diminishing a little now and even you i mean there was a veta which was right we can very safely call it a large band it was a very large band <laughs> it was at one point of time nine people wasn't it yeah eight eight nine people Which i mean eight yeah officially so there was, and there was a sarangi there was a gaurav who you mentioned uh, uh, who's now running aj studio yes, course yeah. the same space rather yeah. gaurav chintamani he was playing the bass for us so. we've actually had a lot of people even uh, the earlier lineup uh, where we had arpan on bass we had clarence on bass for a bit yes. and then we had um, Ashish David who did some vocals back long <laughs> yes. back and he was yes. with them clones back then so if you see the unit uh, the music scene has always been like you know you kind of know everybody it's such a small good. space yes. uh, so it was a good time definitely the the mid 2000s i would say early 2000s for sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah i mean from then on definitely there has been a change in the kind of songwriting i would say in the industry a lot of people have started becoming more independent in producing their songs which is why i think you see more songwriters and duo setups and trios yeah. and they don't need a full band to let's say write down the rhythm section parts and things sure. like that sure uh, but it's i i would say having experienced both yeah uh, there's just a different charm about the two there's it's not really right to compare the two sometimes you just need the vibrancy of a large band to write together or right. perform those parts and sometimes it's just very intimate writing and it's just a two piece setup and then you know produce that sure. and have that sure. so it's it's nice uh, i think it's just about patience and sticking to your sound and allowing it to build of course uh, which i think unfortunately right now there's so much of a competition to stand and put out content rather than putting time into that content that you know a lot of members don't stick around for yeah. that initial period which is why you know you don't see bands sticking it out and at that point of time there was a lot of content that was taking uh, uh, that uh, that was getting the value of time that it deserved i mean yes. adveta would take a long time to uh, develop what can be called uh, rag based fusion if right. if i remember that's what Absolutely. you described that right? so uh, that quality um, that the time that music deserves is now diminishing a little isn't it it is i think uh, it's just a lot of distractions mm. uh, i don't think anybody had too much to prove back then because the social media element was just not there so sure. you were constantly focusing on let's say figuring it out from another peer or uh, somebody you believe in and just getting you know to know your music and just it was very small the circle now the thing is the opinions are coming in from across the world yes. from across the city from different cities so there's just too much of validation that everybody wants to you know get Uh, sure. and they're not believing in themselves which is the most important thing you got to believe in your own writing and your art For before sure. you go to somebody else to you know take an opinion For sure so i think that yeah that has changed it i i also think that uh, you of course um, uh, enjoyed um, uh, quite a bit of success with both the formats i mean yes. i remember beta having played at the rashtrapati bhavan as well um uh, for for one of the festivals i think um, yes. and uh, of course shadow and light uh, had won the sennheiser prize if yes. uh, if memory serves yes. me right yes. as well so uh, there's been a lot of success and as you said it's it'd be totally wrong to compare because music is so subjective that comparisons are odious at best yes. but um, there is a certain preference isn't it i mean uh, <laughs> there are times when 
probably uh, you miss the uh, the feeding of the band members the and of course your legendary bad jokes <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i mean like and, and people to you know share that with and i think mostly uh, i mean i know pavitra she would enjoy my jokes but she may not let yeah, everybody think, know that <laughs> and, and and i think the the pavitra gaze is only focused at you so that must be not comfortable <laughs> oh absolutely i i think some of my worst puns were when we were on the us tour and i remember there was this one venue in chicago which had a massive fan like really right. huge i've never seen it it was like a propeller okay. and just before the first song i said thank you ladies and gentlemen i think i've just found my biggest fan here <laughs> and everybody just <laughs> burst out laughing and that was like the moment when oh. we connected and yes. professor was like okay let's get out of the music <laughs> let's bust the music out before people start judging you on the on the quality of the jokes it's, but um, uh, but it's been a it, it's been a remarkable journey hasn't it it has i would have to at this point say that uh, you know friday the 13th before that there was a one off show that i did with my dad singing and some of his colleagues friends wow. who performed uh, you know we had done one show the band was called fuzzy logic that was yes. my first show uh, in uh, end of 99 or early 2000 mm-hmm. and that first show was as part of teamwork arts uh, friends of music oh wow okay and i have actually grown up seeing this scene develop into something which is so massive and so unique right now also and i think adveta was also part of friends of music adveta was part of that entire uh, you know when the relaunch happened of friends of music we were one of the first bands to come back when we performed at the terrace at a yeah. venue here yes uh, and it has been one of the first spaces where i debuted as a sound engineer so teamwork is actually wow. family for me for sure. and i've done so many festivals with them uh, over the years and everybody i've known and it's so nice to see most people have been through absolutely earlier years absolutely. and it's it's amazing like when you have this kind of a a vibe that you know speaks a lot about it and it gives confidence to artists to you know nurture their talent okay. whether you're performing on stage or behind the scenes so sure. there's, there's so much yeah. there's also this aspect of talent where social media has become a little uh, too intrinsically involved with it because <laughs> okay. everyone has two opinions on <laughs> yes, <laughs> social media yeah. and uh, sometimes um, uh the marketing aspect of it uh, for want of a better word to explain it takes over uh, uh, the uh, the artistic aspect of it right it does um you have often been found wanting in your <laughs> in your, in oh, your yeah. social media game no? i i definitely i would say i'm the quieter one even when it comes to shadow and light pavitra is very hands on with social media so and she just knows when to sure. post and what to post i'm usually the kinds i'll go into some you know statistic you know strategic photography and i'll put a pun under it and that's <laughs> social media for me <laughs> and but yeah i do realize now because this tool is so important you want to use it right and maintain that pace and engage with the audiences i really wish we had this when advaita started out because we could have really capitalized oh, yes. because we had so much to share back then uh, in that you know and that was writing each song such a spectacular setup i mean there was uh, uh, there was suhail on the sarangi yes. uh, i think mohit was on the tabla was wasn't tabla, he yes. and that was just such a beautiful set of musicians and you were coming out with music that you truly believed in so you took your time but um, now with uh, uh, as we uh, as we've been talking about the whole social media bit do you feel a little pressured uh, to bring out more music is that that pressure on you now well i think that pressure also stems from ourselves because sure. if you haven't released some material for a bit right. that kind of plays up in your mind and then you know as an artist it's very easy to fall into that uh you know space and you kind of constantly doubt whether writing is going to be possible again or not 
but I mean it's best to let it happen when it actually can and you're vibing with your fellow bandmates yeah. because then that's when the beauty comes out yeah. uh, we were fortunate to have one of those very nice writing spells a couple of years ago oh, when yes. we ended up writing seven new songs uh, and we are in talks currently to try and put that material out but when is the you know the question sure, uh, sure. and hopefully with social social media now we should be able to you know capitalize and you know put out that content it's very interesting uh, that you talk about this out of sight out of mind thing because uh, sight is becoming so important in <laughs> today's world and uh, that pressure um, you know um, there was that very uh, there's this documentary that um, uh, dave grohl from uh, nirvana and foo fighters made yeah. called real to real uh, which was about the, the analog mm -hmm. console yes, yes, yes. Uh, Sound City, of course, where uh, the Sound City engineer, the main engineer, uh, who actually started off uh, putting the wires into the console and <laughs> became the main engineer, uh, said something very interesting. He said, um, "Technology now, and this is uh, someone who's used the analog console for all his life. Right. And, you know, uh, he says technology now is uh, uh, is facilitating a lot of new artists uh, into spreading their music mm -hmm. deservedly, right. but it's also getting." a lot of people into music who have no business being in music. Um, you are a sound engineer and a performer and an artist. Uh, do you have views uh, on this? Uh, what I am a self-taught engineer and a sound engineer studio guy, but my perspective on sound has always been that, uh, you know, of a musician first mm. and then applying that knowledge as you pick up on the job. Uh, I think what happens at times is people get caught up in frequencies and numbers and gadgets and gizmos but they're not looking at a song purely as verses, choruses, bridges Brilliant. which is a very simple concept, yeah. you know, is the music coming through in terms of that fundamental aspect of it Fantastic. or is it just that you know I'm not hearing that but I'm just complaining about frequencies sure it makes a big difference if you have that technical knowledge but you've got to have that approach of you know maybe if you were on stage what would you want uh, and then apply that to this side of the stage and you've got to bridge that the communication has to be very strong sure. and there's no space for ego in uh, this field unfortunately uh, a lot of artists don't realize that and they end up you know communicating in the wrong way sure. and it happens the other way around too when engineers kind of tend to snub somebody who's younger let's say on the stage sure. but I think that communication is what is the, the basis of it your extension of the band on the outside. Brilliant, yes of course. And uh, I think that makes a lot of difference. It's important to do your preparation before the show rather than you know running around. Sure there'll be delays but that's what experience teaches you to try and have that backup plan sure. and you know foresee what problems might happen. For sure. Um, yeah. There's also uh, this whole thing of music as a fad where you know <laughs> your music uh, with Advaita and of course with Shadow and Light as well, uh, as well demands uh, spending time with it. I mean, the more time you spend with yes. it, the more nuance you catch because <laughs> yes. it is layered. Yes. Um, now, of course, that whole 15 minute trend is what everyone's talking about. The fact that attention spans have uh, have uh, really shrunk. Uh, have you experienced that considering that you have a cross-section view of audiences right. from when you right. started to right. what it is now and you've been Consist, you've, you've been performing pretty much right. uh, constantly through these years. Right. Uh, what is your perception of the audience now and what it was? Is there a difference that you see? That there is definitely. I feel if you look at the songs that we've grown up on, they would have lavish long intros, yes. they would have long bridge sections, instrumental sections and long extended outros. I mean, whether it's Floyd or Stephen Wilson with his concept albums earlier. Sure. Similarly, the writing, I would say, earlier on was like that, even with Indian music. They were you know, people weren't afraid of exploring long textual, you know, sections of songs. But now 
everybody's got into that mode of the first 5 seconds need to get the audience so yeah. it's it's got to be a glitzy flashy video uh, it it can't be absence of anything so it's it's too much of everything in that first 2 3 seconds where your music also has to give in everything it's too busy isn't it's it it's too busy the teaser has to give away the climax of the song rather than you know something which is holding and sure. getting you into it sure. some artists are still fighting for that and they you know try and maintain that no we're going to still give the audience what we want sure. rather than you know just the numbers but i think it's just a balance game and but i do feel that i think even within our generation people are feeling a generational difference between each other wow it's mm. very strange yeah mm. you know so but i i think it's just you got to be true to yourself honestly it, sure. it can't just apply to everybody yeah what do you see as the future of the art we are definitely at a very good point at this stage because like i said the equipment is in abundance so people are liberated they can just produce out of a single laptop and a one channel sound interface and produce good songwriting demos and hopefully then you know work with somebody else who can refine it further or they could spend time study music because that's also in abundance now so many people are teaching music experienced musicians who are giving back to you know the musical of course, uh, of course. society so that's definitely there i think it's just um, sticking to the right things and just making sure you're writing a good song Sure. and you're not trying to be someone that you're not sure. whether it's as an instrumentalist or as a writer uh, i mean you shouldn't ideally be writing about borrowed influences <laughs> write about your own influences sure. that's that sure. really separates people and finally uh, uh, you know the, the times that we live in are fraught times at best um, yes. self expression has uh, <laughs> has become not just self expression <laughs> but so many things get uh, attributed to it uh, have you ever felt uh, constricted in your thought process of making the music because of the times that we live in it does i mean and lately we've got abundance of songwriting time i would say not necessarily that we're writing songs sometimes it's washing the dishes sometimes it's sweeping the floor and <laughs> sure. Sure. all that has increased but um i i think one has to just you know detach yourself from that art and just step back and just kind of declutter a bit mm. and it could be just as easy as simple is just taking a walk or reading a book or whatever it is sure. that gives you peace um and and then kind of go back to simple songwriting maybe just a guitar and vocals or piano and vocals or if you're a producer maybe just producing something which is very simple it does not have to be layered sure. it's just you know taking in the concepts and letting it come out when it needs to uh and most definitely you need to be safe with times currently Absolutely. it's it's very risky just you know taking any chances anyway so you might as well spend that extra time and hone your craft a little bit more so by the time you're actually back in the action you're like you're a level up set yeah, yeah yeah and be it taking a walk or reading a book um if advaita or shadow and light is playing uh, in your ears or in the background just makes everything so much sweeter and uh, we'd like to thank you for um, for giving us those experiences and because every, every uh, great piece of music is not just music it's also a memory and um, advaita has given us all i'm sure there's there's a generation out there that's uh, shaking their heads in uh, in agreement to the fact that advaita has given us some very very sweet memories uh, uh, to smile thank with thank you so much for making me relive some of these moments you know because i remember i think the first time i saw you was back in 2002 again at gir where <laughs> i was sneakingly trying to get my passes and i was like sartha please backstage and i would i you know i remember those times and i've seen you stick through the scene from then on and you like really help the scene you know so it makes a big difference and thank you for doing that, what you do that that's very generous of you to say we've just been 
bystanders trying to do what we can to get the music across because this is the kind of music that needs to be heard and uh, I'm very very glad that your music is being heard more and more by people across the uh, so globe much. which is absolutely wonderful and more power to you, um, you so uh, also uh, needs to be underlined uh, the work that you're doing to support new artists with uh, with your um, uh, knowledge of the art uh, and the way that you uh, uh, that you help them with uh, the nuances of sound is very very encouraging so thank you for that ray of light <laughs> thank you so much i mean as, as an artist i mean if we can even reduce one step from the younger generation you know in their path absolutely. that would make a difference and absolutely you know. absolutely could not agree more and in the worst ladies and gentlemen if you haven't heard shadow and light i believe uh, you are on on the internet you are on social media yes we are available as shadow and light you can search for us on all the music platforms and we have a instagram page so you can just follow us on shadow and light uh, india and you can follow us on adveta music so yeah do let us know what you think of the music i've associated with that's important and uh, thank you anindo uh, we will of course be back uh, with some more conversations right here on the teamwork arts podcast so please stay tuned <laughs>